Good afternoon, good evening, welcome to Cone and Kruger. That's Larry Kruger. I'm Grant Cone. Today we're going to be talking about the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC Championship. Niners made it. First, though, we want to express our takeaways from this uh, game yesterday against Dallas. L- Larry, what was your major takeaway from this win? Impressive win? Concerning win? <laughs> what do well, you think? Um, I just think any win that you get in the playoffs, take them any way they come. And whatever way it comes easiest is the best way to do it. I would say it was a good win. Why? Because there wasn't, like I heard Kyle today at the presser talking about the injuries. They got the win. They didn't lose any bodies. They didn't lose any talented players. um, And they didn't turn it over. Um, It wasn't perfect. Uh, they, They clearly don't, they're not getting enough push up front. They're not blocking well enough on the line of scrimmage on offense. Um, you know, I think there's still some issues, but, but overall, I think a very good win. And for Brock Purdy, I thought Brock Purdy was really, really good. Now, most of his yards came in the middle of the field. Now, a lot of people will be somewhat critical of Brock Purdy, but the fact of the matter is, um, he didn't turn it over and, you know, he really, um, there was a great stat today from Jeff Deeney who said, he was under pressure on 48.5% of the dropbacks, most of any 49er quarterbacks dating back to 2020. And he didn't turn the ball over once, but when he was kept clean in the pocket, Purdy yesterday was 15 of 17 for 159 yards. That's close to 90% completion percentage. So, um, you know, the fact of the matter is it would have been a really easy game for him to turn it over. He did. He was somewhat fortunate again in that the Cowboys dropped a key pick. But I thought overall the kid played with incredible poise. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and yet the Niners offense scored only 19 points, which is interesting. So the, it, it, the question is why. And I'm with you. It wasn't that Brock Purdy played poorly. I thought he played really well. I gave him a B-plus for the game, given which is impressive considering they only scored 19 points. I'll go back and look at that first half. The Niners can't do that again against Philly. What they did in the first half was not Brock Purdy's fault. I'm telling you, know, like, like in uh, Goodwill Hunting. Hey, son, it's not your fault. No, no, no. Look at me. It's not your fault. Where was the damn run game? That's not Brock Purdy's no. responsibility. I'm looking at the numbers right here for the first half. 11 carries, 27 yards. What the hell was that, Kyle? I mean, all week we're talking about how Dallas can't stop the run and the Niners are just going to impose their will on Dallas. That didn't happen in the first half. 19 passes, 11 runs. There was no real attempt to impose their will. I don't really know what the Niners' identity is right now on offense, but they found it in the second half and that played the way they should have been playing all along. They need to do that for an entire 60 minutes this upcoming week. Otherwise, they're not going to win, and it's going to be Kyle's fault, not Brock's. Well, and Dan Quinn, I thought, you know, credit Quinn. Obviously, he knows Shanahan. He knows Shanahan's scheme. I thought he had some incredibly well-timed run blitzes. It seemed yeah. like he he either had an uncanny ability to, uh, you know, to guess right, or he's reading Kyle's mail. But they, he, it was an it was a. I thought there were a number of really good defensive calls from Dallas where they were sending extra guys exactly where the run was intended to go. I also felt that the the kind of runs that Kyle Shanahan was calling were like a little too cute. You know, you have like Debo Samuel in the back in the in the gun. You hand it to him on a shot on a sweep to the left, and he loses four yards. It's like whoa, 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 Kyle, Kyle, you're better than the Eagles. I mean, than the Cowboys. Can you just line up? 
in 21 personnel and do and and run the ball can you give the ball to Elijah Mitchell or Jordan Mason and impose your will what why are you why are you trying to like outflank this team to the edges it's a really fast flowing defense as we saw with Dallas they I mean they were faster than the Niners offense can't you push them around their defensive tackles are like 280 pounds and they they did in the second half but I I feel like ever since they've gotten Christian McCaffrey Kyle's kind of gotten a little like obsessed with using McCaffrey I don't know why he's a good great player maybe justifying the trade but McCaffrey changes the identity of the offense. It used to be a physical, impose-your-will, run-first team. Now, they don't really get to that until maybe like the second, midway through the second quarter, third quarter, and it almost burned them against Dallas. Now, I'm not sure. I mean, you know, the last game against Seattle, McCaffrey got 40 snaps and, and Mitchell had 14 snaps. It was more even in this game. Mitchell actually had 14 carries to McCaffrey's 10. McCaffrey had 16 touches, I think, to Mitchell's 14. Um, it might have been pre- it might have been that more Mitchell oriented because McCaffrey may have been dinged up at the end of this game, um, and so that could have been why we saw a lot of Mitchell. But personally, I like using Mitchell to finish games, and I think you saw why. I mean. He's got great pick and slide. He's got great instincts. He falls forward. He doesn't fumble. Um, he can take huge hits without fumbling. So I, I just I like the usage of of uh, Elijah Mitchell. But yeah, that doesn't answer the question of why could the Niners not get the run game going? And they haven't had the run game going really for for a number of weeks now. I mean, no. What, they haven't really got it going. What was the last team they actually just ran at will over? I can't. It's been Arizona, a while. Maybe? I can't really think. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like when we were thinking. Right. And when we were previewing this game against Dallas, I think a lot of people were dismissive of Dallas. And they said, well, Dallas can't stop the run. So, yeah, you can't. You can't even compete with the 49ers if you can't stop right. the run. Well, they did stop the run until they essentially ran out of gas because they've been playing on the road for so long. But. That's concerning. If a defense that's not statistically good at stopping the run can make a couple of schematic changes and and stop the Niners' run game, what does that mean about this week against Philly? Because, again, they're vulnerable against the run. They have a great pass rush, 70 sacks. If the Niners come out pass first, one-dimensional, you're you're setting Brock Purdy up for failure. you got to help him out, Kyle, because he saved your ass yesterday. He kept this offense afloat while he was under pressure, under siege in the first half. You gave him no help. And finally, you figured out in the second half, that's not going to work against Philly. It won't. So I'd like to see, again, this was an interesting offensive performance. I don't knock Brock Purdy for it. I mean, he's not Patrick Mahomes yet, but he's doing a great job. He's managing the game, not turning it over, and creating a few plays as well. Kyle, dude, you're the run game guy. Come on. I have a bigger problem with punting from the 38 in the first half to pick up 20 you know 18 yards 18 yards going for it on a thir- on a fourth and 9 now i realize it's fourth and 9 but how many times in the last month have the 49ers had an offensive play that accounted for more than 9 yards a bunch so yeah. you've got all these weapons you've got all this money invested in and McCaffrey and Kittle and Debo and you're going to potentially you know, I realized the goal was to pin them inside their 20, pin them inside the five if you can. But yeah. ultimately, you gave up a chance. I, I don't, I didn't mind it yesterday against Dallas, though I didn't love it because I think Dallas has offensive, uh, you know, high powered offensive capability. But let's get real going forward here. They can't get that conservative against offenses as explosive as they were playing for field goals, Larry. They were playing for field goals. I know. 
and 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 it and and it's more out of design than out of out of just like hey this is the way the game went it was like yeah. hey you know what go for it on fourth and nine there you know it, well i'll say this they got away with it in this game but the eagles have the kind of offense and so does kansas city and so does cincinnati where if you get into a game and you get too conservative either you know yeah. throwing away two or you know two or more possessions in a 10 possession game expect to get run over in the fourth quarter again so you're right. They were extremely conservative. I'm going to give Kyle the benefit of the doubt and and say that his game plan was let's just let Dak lose the game. Yep. Let's I'll give him the the, the benefit of the doubt. Maybe let, he was like, you know what? Let's let's not lose it on offense. Brock, don't turn the ball over. I don't know. And Dak will is Dak will Dak Dak will Dak it up, and he did. That's not that game plan will not work this week. I mean, the Philly, at least what they've been this year, is a team that doesn't beat itself. Dallas beat itself, and the Niners allowed them to, enabled them to, to their credit. But that's not going to get it done this week. The Niners have to go into Philly and take it from them. And they're going to have to play great on offense, defense, and special teams. And I can't remember the last time the Niners did that. Uh, was it the Tampa game? Miami game? Month, or, month, month and a half ago? They can do it, but Philly did it last week. I just watched that game again. Holy shit. 28 nothing fast. I mean, that it, come on, then the the night They look great. They look great. You, the Niners can't afford to do to have this little whatever that whatever they called that in the first half against Dallas can't do that anymore. Can't do that. You got to come out ready to go. Well, and I think you're right in that Dallas um, you know, who Dallas the Niners put a cleaner game than Dallas. Dallas yes. was minus one in the turnovers, and you could have banked on it. And look mm-hmm. at the, the Niners won the time of possession, and yep. Dallas had more than twice as many penalties. Philly's a little bit more buttoned up, and you're yes. right. They're not going to give that to you. And um, this game also is going to have another complication in that, that you're going to have to be able to stop what you couldn't stop in Atlanta, and that is a zone read, uh, the zone yeah. read run game. Yeah, um, Philly gets a lot done on first and second down, and they get into third and short, and then they've got the run pass option of Hertz, and it's just yeah. two and all these weapons, and it's and, a, and an awesome line, and there's yeah. like too many ways they can beat you. So okay. the key in this game for sure for the 49ers is get something done on first and second down, both offensively and defensively, but especially defensively, put Philly yeah. in third and long. The Niners, I don't know if you saw this, they flashed this in the on the on the TV copy. Um the 49ers are like one of the best teams in football on third and long defensively. And they're one of the worst teams in the NFL on third and short. Yeah. They've never replaced DJ Jones. They they're not good in short yardage. So it's really essential they stay out of it, especially against a team like Philly, because Hertz is going to, you know, and, and Miles Sanders and his other backs, they're going to hold that mesh point for three seconds. They're going to force you to decide what you want to do and commit. And then they're just going to react and it's going to be really difficult to stop. So you got to get them into third and longs and they're not going to beat themselves. So you can't bank on, on them just, uh, you know, having penalties and mistakes. Chris Telerico says, I'm tired of seeing him run 23 up the middle. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I it's. I don't like. I, I hate the halfback toss. I thought that was a giveaway too. Yeah, um, I'd like to see McCaffrey touch the ball more in the receiving game and outside the tackle box. Did McCaffrey get injured in the last quarter? And when did that happen? Well, you know, he takes so many hits. I I thought it could have happened on any number of like about yeah. six different runs. I think that he's going to play, but I don't think he's going to be a hundred percent. And you know, gets the way it goes. Go Cyclones, says Steve. 
Iowa State in the house. Yep. Ominous 24 says, Kyle can deflect about it, but I bet my life the players told Kyle what to call in the second half, like Juice said. Can you? Is that true? Did Drew say that that the players asked Kyle to run the ball more in the second half? Is that true? I didn't hear that. I didn't, I, hear, that. I was I didn't hear that either. I, I would I love to find that. Afterwards, and I read a bunch of stuff on the game. I didn't see him quoted saying that. You know who else looked great? Dallas versus Bucks. Gizmo Maltese. Thank you. Jordan Matthews says, Philly hasn't really been challenged in a while. Beat a vanilla Giants team basically two bye weeks. Uh, if Niners come out swinging, they have a shot. They do have a shot. I'm not. No one's saying they don't have a shot. For oh, sure have a shot. shot. I got a big shot. All right, moving on. Um, let's look ahead to this Eagles game. Yeah. Uh, I feel like there was so much that Dallas really didn't do. They really didn't test. They, they showed a couple things, but you you uh, mentioned it a, a minute ago. The zone read. Let's start right there. The zone read run game. That's yeah. something that Dallas did at the end of that one drive. Uh, Dak Prescott had the run to the left. Dalton Schultz blocked no one should have been a touchdown. Dak's not as fast as he used to been, but as it used to be. But the Niners have a really great defense. It's a fast flowing defense. It's a see ball get ball defense. And the best way to slow them down is to play, you know, misdirection and assignment football. It's what Kansas City does to the 49ers, and it's what the Eagles are going to do to them too. All of a sudden, Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner have to watch the play, and you can't just use your instincts. You have to really, who, what's your assignment? You have to be uh, disciplined and patient, and it's not what the Niners want to do. They don't want to read anything on defense. They want to go get the damn ball. So this is like, this is tough for them. Very tough. Very tough. Um, I think actually the Atlanta game is the recipe for how to beat the Niners. Now, granted, the Niners didn't have a full comp, a full contingent of players. They had a bunch, but of neither games. did Atlanta. It's freaking Atlanta. Right, but Atlanta yeah. had a good offensive line, and yep. Atlanta didn't have much. And no. when you're looking at the Niners and their weapons and scoring 35 a game, I, I guarantee you, um, you know, Sirianni and, and his coaching staff are looking at this going, hey, but we got to play extreme ball control. So yep. get something done on first and second down, and then let's get super hyper conservative on third down. And let's put all kinds of pressure on them with Hertz and these read option runs. And sometimes he'll keep it and sometimes he'll hand it. And, you know, we'll we'll dominate the time of possession and we'll win this game in the second half by just, you know, dominating the time of possession, tiring out their defense and letting our big physical dominating offensive line take control late. If I'm if I'm them, that's my game plan. So how do you stop that? You know, how do you stop that? The key is, is you're going to have to be more aggressive and take more chances defensively and dare them to throw the ball instead of doing what the Niners did in this game, allowing a lot of, uh, you know, allowing, you know, completions in front of you. They need to challenge the Eagles at the line of scrimmage and not give them easy yards on first and second down and not allow them to rhythmically get into all these short third down situations. If they do, I mean, there's to me, there's two ways you can, you can lose by, by challenging them and going up, they go up top over your head, or you can lay back and let them, you know, ball control you to death. I'd much rather lose the first way. I'd much rather challenge them and have them throw a ball over my head than sit there and let them dominate the ball for 40 plus minutes and just wear you down with the dominant offensive line they have. Yeah, what's actually interesting about this matchup to me is that the Eagles are much more committed to running the ball than the 49ers. The Eagles run the hell out of the ball. 
Their quarterback runs a lot. They have they're three deep at running back. Miles Sanders is really good. Uh, Boston Scott is good. Kenneth Gainwell's really explosive. They really run the ball. So if Kyle again comes out pass first, messing around, Philly won't. Philly will uh, impose their will right away, and they have the best center in the league, the best right ta- tackle in the league. Their left tackle's like seven feet tall. I'm not really. He's huge. Jordan Mailata. I mean, T, that, that offensive. Hard. Dickerson I mean, they're, from, uh, they're huge. Alabama's great. He's a terrific they, player. Yeah. So um, it's going to be an interesting matchup. The Niners, like a recipe, th- them winning involves them running well and winning the time of possession. That's not easy to do against Philly. Philly wants to run the ball. Philly's going to win the time of possession. So this could be a great matchup. I, I can't wait for this game. I mean, there's, there's, I, I'm excited for this game for a for you know, I think the matchups on the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball are going to be incredible, and then I think the matchups on the perimeter are going to be incredible. I mean, how well is James Bradbury playing right now? I mean, really he's freaking big, well. He's fast. He's physical. He's a veteran. He's a Pro Bowler. He jumped that route, and you know the Niners have been throwing this kind of lazy route. Uh, you know where they they they'll throw kind of lazily on these hitches and and these five within five yards of the line of scrimmage and. You do that against Bradbury, and he's going to jump that route, and he's not going to drop it, and he's going to take it the other way. So they got to be ready for Bradbury jumping routes. They got to be ready for CJ Gardner Johnson. Um, I mean, Darius Slay is better than all of them. Like you, you don't don't even go after Darius Slay. You leave him alone. I mean, they got they got three Pro Bowl caliber DBs. And does does Chauncey Gardner Johnson come down the slot? Like, how how do they use him? Well, he's that's, Just, that's what's so awesome. First of all, the yeah. Saints, damn the Saints. I don't know what the hell the yeah. Saints were thinking. And why couldn't the Niners have made that trade? But that's the greatness of C.J. Gardner-Johnson. He's like their Jimmy Ward. Yeah. He can yeah. cover like a corner, and he can hit you like a linebacker, and he really knows how to play, and he's super fast and super physical. See, that's why th- This is going to be a t- – they have three good – they can put Chauncey Gardner-Johnson in the slot. They got three good corners. They got six good pass rushers. If the Niners can't run the ball – Brock, good freaking luck, man. I mean, I I love Brock Purdy, but Kyle needs to help him out in this game because he can't be Brock against the world. No. It can't be Brock against the world. And Javon Hargrave has huge games. I mean, if you think Osa from UCLA, the the D-tackle got in. No comparison. If if you think he's good inside, I mean, wait till you see Hargrave. And then they got Fletcher Cox and Linville Joseph. I'll tell you the other thing. And Sue. I don't want to see the 49ers wasting a bunch of snaps running McCaffrey or Mitchell, Thank for you. that matter, into the wall known as Linval yeah. Joseph, Fletcher Cox, yeah. Sue, Jordan Davis. Do not do that. Those will be giveaway runs. Those will be giveaway plays. That will get you nowhere and put you in third and long. And I, they, they're going to have to be more creative than these first and second down buck into the line between the between the you know between the guards. Really, I mean. It can't, they're not going to be able to just run a gap runs and get to a third and manageable. They're going to have to be, take more chances and be more creative. One more point about what the Niners are coming into face. It's not just that Philly runs the ball well, uh, does RPOs, stays ahead of the chains. It's not just that. They take shots down the field. A.J. Brown, uh, Devontae Smith, and and Jalen Hurts, he throws a, a deep ball like, like a young Russell Wilson. They will take shots. And one thing I was kind of disapp- disappointed, but – I noticed with Dallas is they did not at any point in that game challenge Talanoa Hufunga. It's like they didn't really do their homework. They never, I mean, they went after Diamador Lenore and to their own peril. Diamador is improving a little bit, but 
There was no attempt to try to bait Talanoa Hufunga in play action or go after him when he was in single high. I would think that Jalen Hurts and the Eagles will. Uh, and that's something that Talanoa's got to be ready for. He's played, I want to say, three great, three good games in a row. But I think they're coming for him. That's one more. Oh, you're, you're, you're uh, muted. You're muted. I don't know what happened, but just press a little thing. There we go. There you go. Um, the, the other thing I was going to say is that the Eagles' weapons, um, you know, you're talking about guys. It's kind of like Washington where they had McLaurin and they had Jahan Dotson. These guys don't just have the ability to make plays down the field. There's great ball skills there. CeeDee Lamb was really the only guy that had that ability down the field and had the ball skills. The, the Eagles have three guys like that. Goddard's now healthy. He looked yeah. great in this last game. A.J. Brown didn't do That one-handed touchdown? That one-handed touchdown catch he had earlier? Yeah. That, was, that was nice. That and was Devontae nice. Devontae yeah. is, is, is a star. He's good. I mean, he's, he's, he's a small guy. I think the Niners will try to muscle Devontae um, sure. and, and try to intimidate him. But And I think A.J. Brown's going to try to muscle uh, the Niners. I mean. Yeah. 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 The Niners are going to have to play disciplined ball. They're going to have to play with poise, the ball in the air. We did see, what was it, Lenore that got the P.I. Uh, down the field? Um, yeah, and he also gave up the long catch, but yeah, at least he didn't give a touchdown. Right. But to I mean, me, I'm a little concerned about Trevarius. I feel like Diamador Lenore's confidence is soaring right now, as it should be. We don't give him enough. Diamador. Playing well. Doing great. Trevarius. Yo, at the end of the game, there was that long throw to Gallup. He was open. Trevarius Ward was in coverage. Dak missed the throw. That could have changed the game. I feel like Trevarius Ward has been on his heels a little bit since he got lit up by DK Metcalf, and uh, now he's got A.J. Brown, who's better than DK Metcalf. Coming in, I mean, not coming to town. Uh, the Niners are going to their town. That's going to be a big matchup. I want to see Trevarius Ward play better in this game. They say the weather is going to be pretty good. It's going to be like fishing 47 degrees, sunny day. Beautiful. Uh, it won't be, you know, it won't be as bad as it could be. But, yeah, I mean, this to me, I think also this game's a lot about about you know the the Eagles have a little bit of the Ravens in them in that they're kind of a bully, you know they're kind mm -hmm. of a bully team. If you stand up to them and and you take a lead on them and you kind of dictate to them, I think you get a totally different performance. You force Hurts to true. make throws. He's much better when he has play action and it's true. And they love to establish the run. If they if you don't let them establish the run or you could get a lead. I think that's the best way to take away their run and their balance. I like the comparison. I will say, though, that I like Jalen Hurts a lot better as a quarterback than Lamar Jackson. Um, I feel like Jalen Hurts is a better thrower than Lamar Jackson, and Lamar Jackson is a better runner than Jalen Hurts, but Jalen Hurts is still a damn good runner. So I, I like way man, better receivers. Yeah, and, and maybe it's maybe it's not Lamar's fault. Maybe it's Greg's Roman, Greg Roman's fault. But in Baltimore, they never use their wide receivers. They don't even have wide receivers. In in Philly, they have monster wide receivers. So I don't know. Maybe maybe Lamar Jackson could do what Jalen Hurts did if he was on this team in this scheme. But I like this team in this scheme a whole lot better than what they're doing in, in Baltimore. Did they fire Greg Roman yet? Is he still there? Yeah, yeah, he's out. Good. Goodbye. <laughs> Mr. Rudy Pooh says, who is essentially Greg Roman, I think we have too many people downplaying this Eagles team. Most, including me, thought they were going to be one and done. Be careful. Be careful. I, 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 I totally, I don't know who you're talking about because in my opinion, now I'm strictly looking at things personnel-wise, I think them and the Niners easily have the best personnel in the conference. Agree. Uh, Shreddy Murphy says, Jordan Mason down their throat. Not sure. Andre Nicotina says, Philly looks like the Ravens of 2019. Thoughts? He just said it. Agrees with you. Yeah. Pat.
pass protection and push off the line is glaring. Yeah, the offensive line got pushed. I mean, wow. I feel like the offense. We, we know what the offensive line is. It's an it's an overperforming, well coached unit with a great left tackle. Uh, when they go against some premium D lines, what do you, what do you, what do you expect? Hey, when Micah Parsons eventually goes in the Hall of Fame, what clip in his highlight reel will be the Mike McGlinchey play? Yeah, seriously. Holy shit! He's like parallel to the ground. Holy shit. I mean, this, they neutralized Parsons. I mean, Parsons yeah. had one hit on the quarterback the entire day. One hit. Yeah. yeah. Um, sure. So, Mike McGlinchey, hey, yo, Mike McGlinchey can tell people that in 20 years, but at the same exactly. time, people are going to be watching that clip the rest of their freaking lives. And that's going to define Michael Parsons and Mike McGlinchey's career. I'm so sorry, but he can tell people he played well in that game. You did, Mike. Pass protection got you. Uh, Digital Drew. I'm officially worried about the D-line. Bosa's disappeared. Dark was only dark. Dak was only pressured five times the entire game. Be this ineffective in Philly and the Niners will need tickets to see the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's one of our topics. Hold on. We're gonna we're gonna address that soon. Ominous24 said it was CSN Bay Area postgame live. Juice came out for an interview and said a few players told Kyle what to call. Kyle dismissed it when asked. Wow. There you go. It broke on CSN Bay Area postgame. That's that's very interesting to me because Kyle, I thought, was too cute and he needed his players to come and be like, hey, what the hell's going on out there? Can we play our brand? That's what Kyle Ustrick likes to talk about, right? 49ers football. There's a brand. They have an identity. This has been together for five years. I, McCaffrey's a lot of fun, but he does not fit into this identity. He Kyle needs to balance the two, and he did in the second half. And McCaffrey's hurt. Our D-line needs pressure and defend the damn B-gap. <laughs> Don't give up the B-gap. Don't you dare give up the B-gap to the quarterback. Thanks for the – how about them Cowboys and the Fernando Grant? You're a man of your word. I got you. I don't know why people want me to keep singing that. Uh, I'm not going to say it. Not going to say it. Damon Rice says, Kyle feels obligated to use McCaffrey excessively because he was his babysitter back in the day. BTW Caffrey had the uh, warmer on his calf midway through. Midway through. Okay. Good to know. Tutty, 99 cents. Jorge, if the Niners beat the Eagles, who are the offensive and defensive MVPs? Man, I don't know. Brock Purdy, Talanoa. No. Nick Bosa. How about Nick Bosa? Comes out of his slumber. Alfredo says our defense will slow down that Philly offense, but can we uh, win with Purdy throwing zero TDs again? Okay, let's go. Let's go talk about that in a second. Third and long has been a pain point the last two weeks. Third and long usually is a pain point. Watched Abba Fernando for the first time today because of you. Why did you make me do what? Why did you make me do that? Go Niners, keep up the QC. It's working. You didn't like that song? Great song. Okay, moving on. Brock Purdy's performance against Dallas was uh, interesting in the sense that I feel like a lot of people really liked it, and a lot of people thought it revealed that he wasn't good enough. I don't know what to think. I feel like. There's merit on both sides. It was extremely impressive. And then it was also revealing of maybe his ultimate ceiling. What was your takeaway from what you saw? Well, I mean, first of all, um, you cannot forget what this is. This is a rookie quarterback Correct. doing like something that no other rookie quarterback ever does. Correct. Even guys who are taken first overall. So there's that. That's why I gave him a B plus for this game. I mean, his his quarterback wasn't his numbers weren't B plus, but I'm like, 
He's a rookie. He didn't turn the ball over. He didn't have a run game. He was under pressure. There was He made plays. There was so much to be encouraged about from this game, from what Brock Purdy did. And when they kept him clean, he completed almost 90% Correct. of his passes. Correct. Uh, he did throw for the 214 yards. I think 125 of those yards were in the middle of the field. So get ready for the Eagles to you know, break late into the middle of the field. If it comes down to break in or break out, they're breaking in. Of course. Anticipating those routes. And they're going to try – Bradbury and others are going to try to jump those routes. But still – 19 of 29 for 214. Usually in the playoffs, when you dial up pressure on a young player, they fold a little bit or they feel a little bit of that pressure. There's at least four or five plays where they really succumb to the pressure. And then, and that's if you, you know, if just the playoff atmosphere. Then you introduce the kind of speed that Dallas has and how good, um, you know, Quinn was with the run blitz on first and second down runs and getting to third down. You're like, ah. Eh, He's going to turn it over. He didn't turn it over. No, he didn't no. turn it over. I mean, no. the 49ers had the Ray Ray turnover. Otherwise, they're plus two on the turnover table, and Brock played with a lot of poise. And what I loved, and and I heard Tim Ryan say it today, and he's totally right, some of Brock's best throws yesterday were the balls that he decided to just throw into the turf to yep. throw it away. It took Brock yep. like like literally seven or eight starts to learn what's taken Jimmy Garoppolo seven or eight years to learn. Oh, and yeah, absolutely. Throw the ball into the turf and go to the next play. This kid's got it. I mean, um, I, I really was encouraged by it because it wasn't a stellar performance, but he, st- he stayed poised despite a ton of pressure and a ton of speed on the other side of the ball. Absolutely. The way I feel about Brock Purdy is that he's a damn good quarterback. A starting quarterback, not a backup, a damn good quarterback. And I'm not trying to be condescending. I never said that about Jimmy Garoppolo, ever. I always felt Jimmy was serviceable at best and that the Niners were carrying him. Purdy is way better than serviceable. He's a damn good quarterback. He can manage the game and make plays at the same time. Kyle said it today. The most impressive thing about what Brock Purdy does is how well he manages the game, doesn't turn the ball over, and still makes plays. It doesn't mean, and what it doesn't mean, he's a great quarterback, and I think that's a high bar. But at the same time, look at what's left in the NFL right now: the top four teams, three great quarterbacks, and Brock Purdy. And maybe Brock Purdy will end up being a great quarterback. But you're always, unless you're searching for, unless you have a great quarterback, you're searching for a great quarterback. And what you don't want to do is end up paying a good quarterback like he's a great quarterback because that's what Dallas did, and you end up in a situation that's very bad. So right now. Brock, damn good quarterback, a bargain. Definitely the Niners getting a bang for their buck. But is he good? Is he great enough to win a Super Bowl? I guess we'll fi- we'll find out. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I don't, I don't. We don't know the answer to that question. Yeah. We'll this. find out. He's remarkably yeah. consistent, though, isn't he? I mean, look. He's he damn good. He is damn good in the regular yes. season. Six, um, you know, thirteen touchdowns, four picks. In the postseason, he's now 2-0 with three touchdowns, no picks. Look at his um, numbers in college. They were really consistent year in and year really out. consistent in college. He completed yeah. 66% yesterday against this yeah. really fast Dallas defense and almost 90% when he wasn't pressured. He, to me, what I love about him is that – He's going to be pressured a lot, though, in, in the future coming up. up. Yeah. But he, opened, yeah. Kyle, he, he, he at least has Kyle's trust. And it's yeah. like if Kyle's going to have a quarterback that he doesn't trust, 
the way he calls the game is totally different. If you're going to have, if you're going to pay Shanahan $5 million a year to be your play caller and play sequencer, he sure as hell better trust his quarterback. Otherwise he puts like a third of the playbook away for another day. So the fact that he, him and Brock, as Kyle says, see the game the same way, there's a trust there. He's more willing to let him throw. I mean, he let him throw in the fourth quarter when the when the situation called to run the ball, and he's like, you know what? We got to get a couple first downs. We'll throw. We'll throw it to Kittle. He trusted him to throw the ball in, deep in his own territory in the fourth quarter of a playoff game. So, I mean, I, I I like that. Just the fact that Kyle's got the trust in him. I like everything about Brock Purdy, but still, um, you have to admit that there is a stark difference between his skill set and the remaining uh, three quarterbacks in the league, and. That doesn't mean that he won't be their franchise quarterback, but it's, it means that I'm not necessarily sold one way or another yet. I want to know. I want to see more. I'm not saying that Trey Lance is going to start week one next year, but I am saying that maybe you don't trade Trey Lance. Maybe you keep Trey Lance around and hedge your bets because maybe this is the best of Brock Purdy right now. I mean, he's so polished. He's so mature. Uh, maybe as time goes on, defenses become more accustomed to what he does uh, he'll come back to earth. I have no idea what's going to happen with Brock Purdy. Um, but it do, it did seem like there's only so much you can do with him compared to freaking Jalen Hurts. And when you look at Jalen Hurts, you rem, it's reminded, you, you're reminded of, oh yeah, that's why the Niners gave up three years worth of first round picks for Trey Lance because they felt they needed someone with that level of skill and athleticism. And that's not Brock. Although he's really freaking good. He's really freaking good, but I mean, damn, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. These are, these are, I mean, as talented a quarterback as you could possibly have, they can do everything. And Brock can't do everything necessarily, but I mean, neither could Joe. So we'll see. It's an interesting story. The only thing I'll say is that we need to, we need to seriously have a little perspective on this. Yeah. Talking about a rookie seventh round rookie quarterback who has never lost a game? Right, never. It's true. Not once. Right. Undefeated. He's right. an undefeated quarterback. He has more playoff wins than Dak Prescott. Prescott He's a better quarterback than Dak than Dak Prescott. He is a flat out better quarterback than Dak Prescott. I'll say that right now. You know, it's funny. Everybody's got their. New so that game. makes him like a top twelve quarterback in the league right yeah, now, he's, right? He's, he's he's plenty good. He's easy. He's really really freaking good. Yeah. He's really good. Rex Ryan. But again, I don't know if he can. I don't know if he can lead a team from behind when they need to pass in the two-minute drill. Okay, he doesn't have Flacco's arm. He doesn't have that kind of a howitzer where where he's like Mahomes, where if you get him Danny Gray down the field, here comes a sixty-five-yard, you know, missile. Yeah, he's not that kind of a player. Um, but man, I'll just look. I'm not going to look the gift horse in the mouth. You got a seventh-round player who's one win away from being national news. He's two wins away from having his own fucking Disney movie. And and he's never lost a but what game. I, but, what I, but that's a great point. I want, I want to stay there. Before we move on, I think you, we have to separate the sentimentality and the story of it from the reality. It's the greatest story of all time. It doesn't mean he's a great quarterback. Burden of proof's on him. We need more evidence. He needs to prove more. And... The Niners are looking for a great quarterback. What, what, the biggest mistake you can make in the NFL is committing yourself long-term to a good quarterback. It's, it fucking ruins your franchise. Look at Denver. Look at Dallas. 
Look at Cleveland. Arizona all have good quarterbacks making fifty million dollars a year. They're fucked long term. Uh, if it, you can find good quarterbacks, Brock Purdy's a good quarterback. Trey Lance probably a good quarterback. Guys on rookie deals. Until you find the great one, you keep going through them. So Brock Purdy's got three more years to prove that he's great. I still want to see more. I'm not. So, so I'm not. I'm not. Am I, are you saying? Because neither of us can sit here and be like Brock Purdy's a great quarterback. And, and, yeah. And and what were people saying at this point after Kaepernick? They were saying, great. Oh, he was on the cover. Greatest of all guy. time. You know, maybe the greatest of all time. But, yeah. but let's just say this on on Purdy. Um, everything he's very consistent. He's very solid. What you see mm-hmm. is what you get. Good and bad. I think his physical skill set, as he gets more in the NFL weight room, learns the system better, gets a little older, a little stronger, works on his body a little bit more. I think you're going to see him actually improve his athletic profile, and it's already damn good. And then the question is, can you make it to win in the NFL? You need to be the special quarterback, the Josh Allen, the, the Joe Burrow, the Mahomes, the Jalen Hurts. Two things, Jalen Hurts. You have to be able to play from the pocket and mm-hmm. succeed from the pocket. And mm-hmm. then you also have to have athleticism to avo- mm-hmm. avoid the rush, evade the rushers, extend plays, and make and be able to make plays down the field. I think Purdy can do all of those things. Now, he doesn't have the big arm, but outside of the big arm, the guy has an incredible skill set. And I'll say this, the players who I think are sometimes the harshest, most severe critics, man, there's just a lot of them that are in his camp. Really, in, in, I, I really like him. He, he's just a little small, and you saw it on the quarterback draw. Like You can't call plays like that for him. Oh, yeah. That was a terrible you can't, call. You can't that call that, but you can call that for Jalen Hurts. They called a quarterback draw in, in the game for Jalen Hurts. He scored a touchdown. You could call that for Pat. Those are big guys. Jalen Hurts can squat 1,100 yeah. pounds and has running back strength. In yeah. Like Brock Purdy gets the, everything out of himself. I love Brock Purdy, but I'm sorry. Look at Jalen Hurts. Is he going to beat Jalen Hurts this weekend? I don't know. Can he, can he get over the hump? I don't know. And if not, is it worth – do you need to go back and look at Trey Lance and be like, well, I mean, there's a reason we brought him in. There's a reason we well, like the skill set. You know, yeah. we can't give up on that. Let, let's, let's hedge our bets here. We got two guys. There's an yeah. issue with Trey is that if and I read this, this this weekend, if Trey comes back, I think he counts like you know like whatever it is, ten million against the cap. If he doesn't, if they trade Trey, they take a twenty million dollar cap hit plus. So I, I don't even though I'm sure there are teams that would like to have Trey Lance, and I guarantee you the Niners will get offers if they put him out there. I think the cap hit will be too severe. I don't think they'll be willing to endure it. I don't know if it gets better in future years, but I can't see them taking a $20 million cap hit to move on from Trey. But I will say this, driving home last night, I'm listening to Andy Gresh on CBS Radio. He is convinced that if the Niners lose this game to the Eagles, that Tom Brady is going to come here and be the 49ers quarterback. I mean, he talked about it on CBS Radio last night. I, I think that I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. Forget that. Forget that. Forget that. That is the, the that's ridiculous. Anoop says Kyle has to come up with a killer script with early uh, play action shot plays. Help Purdy by moving the launch point. And attack Jalen Hurts on every play. Yeah, he does. Killer script. You got it. The Niners have to be at their best from the beginning of the game. And We're missing the Hurts. Attack that mesh point. Do mm-hmm. not allow him to sit there and put the pressure on you. And oh, what am I going to do? What is he going to do? Do yeah. I have it? Does Miles Sanders have it? Attack that mesh point aggressively and make them make that decision quickly. And do it we're with Longa. Missing... His timing is awesome. Yeah, we're missing the outside run so much. Says Carson Taylor. 
Well, the t- teams are kind of sell- selling out to stop it. They're, they're trying to set the, the edge on the Niners, and they could just impose their will between the tackles if they gave the ball to Mason or Mitchell earlier than the three, third quarter, closing out on third and long for the defense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, don't let the quarterback That's scramble. Third and long. Chris Telerico says if the Niners lose, it will not be because of Purdy. He made the plays that were there, and when he needed to, B.A. didn't try in that deep shot. Yeah, I didn't like uh, – compare what C.D. Lamb did on his deep shot to what Ayuk did on his deep shot. CeeDee Lamb, like, made – he drew the penalty and made the catch. CeeDee Lamb's a better player than Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk's a damn good player. But CeeDee Lamb is really freaking good. And another thing, when Tony Pollard went down, that changed the whole game. Totally. Absolutely totally. huge. Good that Purdy played a great D before another one. True. I don't know if a uh, great D, but they're a fast D. They are definitely fast. I'm terrified that McGlinchey has to go up against an Eagles D-line. If our O-line wins, we win. Well, they didn't win against uh, Dallas, but they but the Niners won. But yeah, that's going to be a tough matchup. He's going to have to block Hassan Reddick. We will see. Will we see 21, 22 Debo this year? No way we lose. I don't think so. I don't think you can just. No, I don't think that's going to happen. I didn't think he played well in this last game. Debo, I would like to see Debo and Ray Ray. If you're going to run to the perimeter, run it to the perimeter with those guys. Ray Ray, can they bring Ray Ray back in the offense, please? Stephen Pryor says, I have a feeling that Jordan Mason is going to be released on Sunday. Just seems to make sense with Phillies. Oh, released. Tough yet spotty run defense. Save this receipt. I like it. I thought you meant they were going to cut him. I'm like, during the playoffs? Damn. Dallas put up up 34 on the Eagles running uh, the ball and play action. Well, there you go. Do that. Trey Lance for Vita Vea. Who says no? Bucks need quarterback. Um, They say no. Probably they say no. Vita Vea is their team. Philly has three aerial targets. Brown, Smith, Goddard. Uh, Adams and C. Lamb had a good amount of yards, but have they But they have the best O-line? I'm nervous. They do have a very good O-line. They're the two of the best center, best right tackle in the league. Grant, did you see Purdy's stats the last time he played Hurts in college? He threw five TDs against Oklahoma. Well, he's not facing Oklahoma's D this, yeah. <laughs> this weekend. Uh, Matthew Sanders says, why do I keep thinking we can out Philly, Philly? I don't know what that means. <laughs> Maybe they can, but that's on Kyle. Like, where's your run game? Can you? I, I I know he can. Kyle's problem is he outthinks himself. It's not that he's not smart. He's too smart. He outthinks himself sometimes. It's like, Kyle, I don't know what you thought you were accomplishing with this, but can you go back to the simple shit that you do all the time? Use check had to tell him. The guy from Harvard had to be like, Kyle, you're overthinking this one, buddy. <laughs> what, what Burrow can do on the field that Purdy can't? throw further has a bigger has stronger arm i mean he's you know, come on i love brock purdy but can we not pretend like he's patrick mahomes that there's no difference between him and patrick it's obviously a, there was obviously a difference between brock purdy and joe burrow there's a difference Burrow's and the fact big. that brock purdy can do what he's doing is, is is what makes the story so fucking good it's what makes the story so fucking good there's a difference right i don't know my tripping Jamar chase true true Burrow was the first pick in the draft. Purdy was the last pick. There's a reason. But I will say this. It is a good comparison from the standpoint of, I think Burrow and Brock have some of the same genius in that. Absolutely. When they step to the line of scrimmage and they they survey the field, they can read coverage. Yes. They're football lifers. They they pick up tendencies. A lot of the same intangibles. A lot of the same intangibles. Snap. I think these guys are very similar. Now, a lot of the same intangibles. Different skills. But when we're talking about the best quarterbacks in the league, it's not just intangibles. No. 
Brock's got a deficit. He's got to close. And he's doing it. He's doing it. Stephen Pryor says, TB12 has shown multiple times you can run the two-minute drill without 65-yard bombs. Pretty can hang with the other remaining three. Depends on the situation. Here we go this week. He just beat two mediocre quarterbacks in the playoffs. Dak, mediocre at best. Now he's got to beat someone good. He can do it. John says, can, can we talk about our kickoffs? Cost us good field position to opposing teams. First Seattle twice with this scheme or gold losing leg strength. Good, good tackler, though. I don't know. They got to get the damn ball in the end zone on those kicks. I mean, Godwin Buike made some plays for sure. And then this, to me, I don't know how you felt about it, but to me, the scariest cowboy was that Cavante Turban. I mean, oh my God. He, I was watching on the binoculars and I'm watching, I got almost every kick. I'm like, he's one guy away from busting this. You know what I mean? Yeah, he was so good. made one tackle that, man, he, I don't think he even realized it when I asked him about it in the locker room afterwards. He will when he watches the tape, but he basically saved a touchdown. Uh, Moonman says Brock learns every game. He gonna surprise next Sunday. I love Brock Purdy. He's good. Grant, you give us a good chance to win Sunday. A good chance to win. I don't know. I'll give you a chance. I don't know about how good. I have to decide. D Wood seventy three hundred says uh, Marino Elway were more talented than Montana, but from the neck up, Joe was the best. Brock gets it like Montana. Um, I I still even think that comparing Brock's skill set one to one straight up physically to to Joe Montana is a is a little bit of a stretch. Just a little bit. I mean, Joe Montana was a third round pick. I think he probably had a little bit of a. I don't. I'm just saying. I don't know. I just Brock, don't want to sit here and act like Brock's a little bit more gifted than he is. Brock, he probably should have been a fourth round pick. And he sure. Sure. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. Stun it two times. What about Sunday three times? As much as we hate the hits, Greenlaw sets tones. Yeah, but can he not do the one stupid 15-yard penalty a game that he does, please? I mean, I know he, he, he plays fast, but you hit him out of bounds. That's avoidable, Dre. You're better than that. Carol T. Jennings uh, and Kittle are the only receivers who fight for the ball. They should be a big part of the plan. Of course. Jennings should get more than two targets a game. Oh, I know. Trey Sermon revenge game coming, says HB Caleb. Hilarious. Thank you. Vic Saraf says game is going to come down to our O-line. The Eagles have the best D-line unit in the league by far. Their four starters have 10-plus sacks each this season. Yeah, big game for uh, Banks, Burford, McGlinchey. Big game. I think I think it's essential that the Niners score early, get a lead. I don't, I don't, I don't see the 49ers coming back from – a multiple score deficit to win this game. Don't see it. They're going to nope. have to take the lead. They're going to have to. They're going to have to stay ahead of the ahead of the chains and, and, and you know a close connection to Philly on the scoreboard and on the chains. Otherwise, it could get ugly. Gizmo Malti says we need more wide receiver screens to Debo. What do you think, Ray Ray? Ray Ray. I'll say this: Debo. If you throw those screens to freaking Debo, you better throw it with a little bit more velocity, or Bradbury's going to pick it off. Uh, yep. Connor Koch says, if the Niners make it through Philly, then I have all the confidence they can win it all this year. This game should be the real Super Bowl matchup. If the Niners beat Philly in Philly, it would be one of the bigger wins in franchise history that wasn't a Super Bowl victory. I mean, it's just, it feels like I, it just feels like it's they're going up against 88. That's what it feels or, or, like. Or, 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 you know, them going up against Dallas, like the Dallas with Troy Aikman, that that kind of Dallas. Jared McBride says, does this Eagle, do the Eagles have any weaknesses in their offense or, or their defense where the Niners can hurt them? Sure. That's a good question. I think their I think their um linebackers are pretty ordinary, to be honest. Outside I mean a Reddick is a is really quick and gets to the quarterback. But I think Kazir White and TJ Edwards, 
can be powered. It can be blocked. They're undersized guys. They're they're more mobile. They're not they're not take on guys. I think if you um, you can get, I think you can out physical their linebackers as far as their as far as their uh, offense. I mean, I, I don't see tons of weaknesses in their offense. To be true, to be honest, I mean, uh, I really don't. I mean, I guess Lane Johnson's a little old and a little dinged up, and maybe the right side of their offensive line's not quite as good as the left side. I, I don't see a lot of I don't see a lot of uh, issues on offense for the Eagles. I think they're pretty good. Yeah, uh, eleven straight and, and still not good enough for you. No, win the fucking Super Bowl. By the way, How it's about 12. that. Yeah, it's 12. Win the fucking Super Bowl. Gizmo Maltese says, Washington Eagles get destroyed by the Bucks last year in the wild card softer schedule this year. Are they that much better than last year? Yes. I think They've so. aged Brown. They've aged Brown. I mean, yeah. and not only that, they added, uh, they added Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who's an impact player, and Bradbury. Bradbury yeah. was a free agent. Uh, so you got you got a number one corner in Bradbury. You added a, you know as good a strong safety as there is in this entire league in C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Uh, yeah, I mean Jordan Davis, uh, you know, is to sub supplement up front. Uh, yeah, I think they're better. Yeah, I think they're much better. Hurts um, is better. Yeah, our recipe to beating the Eagles is what the Commanders did earlier this year: running the ball and winning the time of position. Niners can do it. They can do it. Uh huh. But again, the, the Niners have turned themselves into a finesse offense. They're not the Commanders anymore. They don't have Brian Robinson. They have Christian McCaffrey. Who's better than Brian Robinson? But like on the other end of the spectrum of, of running backs. But but he hits on something here. Complimentary football is absolutely demanded in this game. Niners needed to win the time of possession against Dallas, but it's even more important against Philly. Absolutely. Uh, our recipe to beating the oh, got you, Matthew Sanders. I use passes up the run, lay it on thick, early deep shots, QB scramble slides to move the chains. Don't be patient. Steal the Philly game plan. Okay, be fi- so be a run first team. So so ha- re- rediscover the old identity on offense. I love it. I lo- that's what the, that's what the players told him to do. Listen to Kyle Uzcheck. Plus that effort by Ayuk on that deep ball was BS. I agree, it was a BS effort. Tony says Kyle Shanahan needs to attack the Eagles' run defense. They've given up almost 130 yards a game since Week 14. We're better at running the ball than those teams. Are you? Don't run it inside. Are run you? It- yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, show that, it. That that's true, Grant. I don't even know if that's true, but if that is yeah. true. I would say don't run it against, you know, Linval Joseph at the point of attack. You know, use some misdirection, get to the edges, run creatively. Don't just run it between the between the guards and hope that you're going to have success. I don't think it's going to work. Cedric Spears says, how is Philadelphia the big bad dog? Niner fans go back and look at their schedule. We got these dudes. Maybe. Whatever. <laughs> Cedric Spears just spent $5 to make himself feel better about this matchup. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, we'll see what happens. Stephen Pryor says, final super chat tonight. Great show, Grant and Larry. Here we go. You can officially get BCB burgers at Levi's. Seriously, no egg or chicken included. I like the spirit, but I'll pass, though. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't want I don't want an egg anywhere near my burger, by the way. Mm, okay. You want an egg on top of your burger? Eh, I'm open-minded. <laughs> depends. It depends. All right. Do you think Nick Bosa is tired, injured? Unin- uh, uninterested. What's going on? <laughs> what is going on here? I'm not saying he's not playing well, but he's not playing like Nick Bosa. He's playing like I, playing like Mick Bosa. What I see, Vic is, Bosa. I, I I didn't. I I'm gonna go to like last night. Man, well, last night was hard, right? It was a long game. Then I had to drive. Then I did the live stream. Then I tried to watch the game again. Then I had to get up this morning, do the radio. At 9 when did you go to sleep? When did you go to sleep? 
I slept between two and six. Yeah. That, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, and then yeah, I told my wife, me. do not let me lay here. You kick me, do whatever you have to do. Get me up. Um, but so today I'll get into the game a second time and look at some of the, some of the players individually, my sense of it from watching it again last night and watching on the binoculars is that Nick Bosa drew grant, I would say two, maybe three uh, penalties on the Dallas offensive line, tackling him, basically holding him, tackling him, whatever you want to call it. I think there were probably five other instances where I actually saw him held. So I just think he's getting involved in serial holding. Um, I, I still think he's pressuring the quarterback. I still think he's he draws the, the combo blocks, the chips and whatnot. He may be getting a little tired. I don't think he's dinged up. He doesn't. He's moving really, really well, and he's. I think he's playing the run better in the last month than he did early in the year. So, to me, I'm seeing him held a ton. And I'll say this: uh, if they don't start calling that, I mean, if I'm Shanahan, I'm making a huge deal about that to the officials in the pregame because you got to politic and argue for those calls. This guy's the premier guy. Everybody knows it. And you can't allow other teams to just hold him and bottle him up. Dallas literally tackled him four times. Figured out. I don't. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not moved. I'm not impressed. He's the best defensive player in the league. D'Amico Ryan's has eleven, whatever, a million interviews. Every, he's he's the best defensive coordinator. He's the best defensive player. Figure it out. I don't know. It seems like it should be an easy fix. What, what do we got to do? What do we got to do for Nick Bosa to get him a sack? Huh? All of a sudden we have to we have to find ways. I mean. I, I I don't understand what's going on here. He was the most consistent pass rusher in the league all year. Now all of a sudden, he can't get a sack. Uh, is he hurt? I, I think there's something going. On. I think he's not right. Can't be a hundred percent. I would healthy. also. I, I mean, I'd I'd go back and say, you know, the last two games, just in, just the last two, the quarterbacks are getting rid of the ball on schedule and a little bit quicker than what we saw in the second half of the year. So I think they they're they're trying everything they can from holding to getting the ball out quick to neutralize Bosa. And let's be honest, this is the this is the risk of pouring all your cap into your D line is that yeah. all you can run up against a Drew Brees, a Tom Brady, and Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. they get it out in two point two seconds, and suddenly all that money's neutralized just right there. So it's it's kind of the name of the game when you put all your money on your defensive line. I think it's possible that Nick Bosa wanted that sack record so bad. I mean, he was pushing so hard for the single-season sack record. He came up short. I think it's possible that he ran out of gas and that he is a little tired right now. Maybe he's a little banged up. I mean, they always say at this time of year, everyone's a little banged up, right? So he's probably – everyone's a little less than 100%. But it's – I think that that record, that goal meant so much to him, and maybe he emptied the tank to get it. Maybe I see him on the ground a little bit more than I remember – coming into this year and earlier this year so he'll bull rush he'll get buried down into the turf he gets back up because he's got a great motor but man keeping your feet as a defensive player is a big part about being a great defensive player i mean that's part of the job is you got to keep your feet margaret healy says grant you gotta fix your audio you are so loud i can barely stick around to listen especially when you have a guest who is much quieter makes it almost unwatchable and i want to watch i'm sorry the new uh microphone is in the mail it's coming Elf Killer says, as an Arizonan and a Vikings fan, I'm very excited to see what SF and Purdy can do and hope he comes back to Arizona for the big game. Storyline ending. It would be great. It would be incredible. Mike Koenig says, Hurts scares me. 
The Niners' D has struggled against quarterbacks that could move and throw deep. The Eagles have a very similar defense, except they have better cornerbacks. We have better linebackers. Niners do have the best linebackers. Yeah, I, I think that the Eagles should probably scare you a little bit. But maybe the Niners scare the Eagles. I don't know. It will be easier to run it on Philly. Will it? I don't know about that. They have a bigger D-line. Will it? Are you sure? If the Niners win the Super Bowl, Jimmy will have three rings. Hilarious. That's true. Hey, <laughs> Clint, thank you. Any way we get Joey uh, Bosa next year? No, but can they get freaking Drake Jackson on the field, please? Oh. Oh, what a bad decision. Glass City says Bosa had one priority this season. Lead the league in sacks and get the bag. How many times can one guy admit he doesn't take someone seriously before you question his preparation, his ego? How many times can one guy admit he doesn't take... What? I'm just... Huh? I don't understand what he's saying. Lead the league in sacks and get the bag. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think he emptied the, the tank to lead the league in sacks and get the bag. He's going to get the bag. He did lead the league in sacks, but he didn't break the record. And I feel like he's a little tired right now. Maybe I'm wrong. Sean says, Jalen Hurts is what Kyle wanted Trey to be this year. True 11-on-11 11 11 football. Trey will compete for the starting job next year. Jalen is the example. Yeah. I would think so. I don't know that Trey can become Jalen, but if he can, then you, yes, you want that guy. Stephen Pryor. No, what I meant was the Niners are literally selling a big chicken Brock burger at Levi Stadium. It is literally the name per SFK. Oh, good to know. Take advantage. Merchandise. Saul Goodman says agreed. NB grabbed the, uh, his, his abdomen after a play as if in pain, bent down and took deep breaths. Definitely looked like he was dealing with something. Well, he did have that abdomen surgery coming out of college. I don't know. The, yeah, Larry, he had the, what was that, the uh, intercostal strain or whatever? Right. It was serious. And I, you know, uh, Joey was dealing with that this year, too. Larry is crazy. F-bomb Grant, 100%. Uh, F the Cowgirls. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I had Jimmy Ward's tackle. I don't even talk about that. Uh, I want to talk about Nick Sirianni. Yeah. Is this dude, is Nick Sirianni a clown? <laughs> because, I look, so. I, I watch these games, and I, I can't believe how he acts on the sideline. And all I think is, man, if Kyle acted like this, we would not let him get away with it. <laughs> I mean, it would be the story. I mean... That whole thing where, I mean, okay, if you, first of all, the game is about failure and pain, and so I have no, I have no problem when the players uh, um, celebrate. I've got no problem when the coaches celebrate. I think you should celebrate your victories and you know, uh, you know, lick your wounds when you get beat. But so I get no problem with the chest bumping or any of the stuff that he does on the sidelines with his own coaches, because if, if he's fired up and it fires them up and whatever, so be it. But this it's an NFL playoff game in the first quarter and you're up 14, nothing. And you find, when was the last time Kyle Shanahan, you actually felt found the camera and then did one of these. Look, I, I, I'm not the biggest Kyle Shanahan I mean, fan, as everyone on, knows. Man. I'm not the biggest Kyle Shanahan fan. He would never, ever, ever, ever fucking do that shit. You know who would do it? Nick, Bo- uh, George Kittle. George Kittle does it all the time. We find, oh, oh, hey there. Oh, howdy. And I think, to, to Kyle's credit, I think it annoys the hell out of Kyle. It's like, George, would you? can we stop? Can we stop? Can we play football? I, I, I like Kyle. He's not a celebrity. Sean McVay wants to be a celebrity. Nick Sirianni wants to be a celebrity. Kyle is so low-key. I do like that about him. I just think Sirianni, I mean, this is a league that had Vince Lombardi, Tom Landry, Bill Walsh. You're now a grouped with them. Act like it. 
Yeah, Act man. like it. You're not yeah, the man. show. Nobody's coming to see your ass. They're coming yeah. to see the players. You're not part of it. You're just, you're like the puppet master. I, to me, I, I, there's something that just rubbed me so wrong. And I saw some people on Twitter who were like, hey, man, I thought that was kind of cool. I thought that was kind of refreshing. It's like, no, you're just, yeah, that's nothing refreshing about that. He's acting like an idiot. You're just yeah. never seen it before, and you don't want to be the guy who's like, you know, hey man, I'm I'm trying to harsh your mellow or something, but you know, sorry, I don't. You know, it's it's always cooler to be like, yeah, man, it's cool, it's fun, it's awesome, it's new, it's different. No, it's stupid, it's clownish, it's it's look at me, look at me, it's everything that coaches should not represent. So I hope the Niners hand Nick Sirianni an exit to the playoffs next Sunday. <laughs> we always talk about like, the football gods and like football karma and stuff. Football is a very f- fluky game and it's uh, very brutal. And it seems like you don't want to be an affront to the football gods. And you like you want to keep your head down and be humble. And that's so not Nick Sirianni. Like he's puffing his chest out. He hasn't won a damn thing in his career. He's exactly. the new kid on the block. And he's like walking around like he invented fucking football. And it's like, man, this is the exact kind of guy that the football guys build up just to tear down. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, let's me. make he's this guy think let's make this guy think he's really special yeah. just so we can embarrass him in the NFL. And I, I don't necessarily I don't obviously believe in, in football guys, but you know what I mean? It just feels like he has it coming. He so has it coming. We've seen cocky, confident coaches yeah. before. Jimmy Johnson. Jim Schwartz. Barry Switzer. Jim, Jim Schwartz. Schwartz. Um, heck, uh, Kirby Smart with Georgia. Yep. But Kirby Smart, as much as he's high energy, Jimmy Johnson, as much as he was you know, brash and loved to talk and would be great with a quote, he wasn't in the middle of a playoff game finding the camera and then like putting his face up like, yeah, I mean, what the hell was that? There was another soundbite, too, like midway through the first half. He was down, I think, like on the field near the goal line, and the ref came up to him and was like, you can't be here. He was like, I know what the fuck I'm doing, man. I know what the fuck I could do. It's like, hey, man, yo, you were Dude. way feeling yourself right now. Like, take it down. Take it down. Be a normal yeah. person. Yeah, I don't know. Because I, I was like, man, Kyle's a little arrogant. Like, not like that. <laughs> Not like that. that. Oh my god! I mean, I I would, I would love. In fact, I, I may, I may ask it myself. I may ask that question. What did you think, Kyle, of Nick Sirianni mugging for the cameras? Would you ever consider mugging for the cameras and putting your face out real close to? You're gonna get a long silence. You're gonna get a long silence from Kyle as he thinks of a diplomatic way to answer that question. But yeah, I think you know the answer to that. Alex says, "Why does Robbie Gold keep giving? It's Gold. He's been on the team for five years, and I still call him Gold. Why does Robbie Gold uh, keep giving short kickoffs when obviously it's hurting the Niners? Does it have to do with an old weak leg? It might. I don't think it's a strategy. I thought Wisnowski had the stronger leg. Wouldn't you just prefer Mitch to just kick it out the back? Yeah. Smash 49, thank you. Niner Boss Talk says, I felt like Jimmy Johnson was a celebrity. Back in the day. Yeah, he was. He, he was. was on Survivor. Celebrity Survivor. Motivation Gaming says, Niners can definitely run the ball. Eagles are ranked 16th uh, defense against the run. That's going to be key to winning this game. Yeah. It really, it's on Kyle. To me, this is on Kyle more than it's on Brock. It's on Kyle. Are you going to run the Mitch damn ball? More than it's on um, CFC. Yeah. I agree. Uh, Clint, do you think the Niners will win? 
And what will what is the final score? You know what? I'm gonna make you go. I might give my prediction until freaking Saturday yeah. this week. No, because I might pick them to lose. I just might. So the Niners have an edge in maturity, experience, coaching. Maturity? I don't know about maturity. Coaching? They do have an experience edge. The one thing you can say now, Brock Purdy doesn't have the experience, but the Niners have been now in three of the last four NFC Championship games. They've also been to a Super Bowl with some of these guys. I think the 49ers have a distinct well, – I mean, Eagles have a core that has won a bowl as well with Nick Foles, but how many of those guys are still there from that team? I would say the 49ers have a little bit of an experience edge. It's just such an intriguing matchup because the Niners haven't lost yet with Brock Purdy, and the the Eagles have lost just once with Jalen Hurts. So both of these teams can come in feeling like they're juggernauts, like they're unstoppable. And I, I you rarely get a matchup like that in the NFL anymore in the salary cap era. That's like when, when I was a kid. You would eventually get two freaking juggernauts playing each other. Now it's like, which team is a little bit, is mediocre plus. That's how, like last year, the Rams winning the Super Bowl, they weren't a great team. Now it feels like we got two great teams in the NFC Championship. I can't freaking wait. I'm excited. It's going to be good. It's going to be really good. good. I I think uh, in some ways it might be the best four teams, especially after watching Buffalo and they're without Vaughn Miller and, man, Buffalo. Buffalo, their receivers look bad. Their running backs look bad. Their secondary look bad. They miss Vaughn Miller. If the Niners make it through Philly, we could get a a Niners-Cincy rematch. I mean, wow, what a a Twilight Zone thing that would be, right? If the Bengals go to the Super Bowl four times in their history and three of the four times they lose to the Niners. I mean, I mean, let's not get ahead of ourselves, though. Niners, Dodgers says, Huff has a bad tendency to miss easy tackles. Yes. yes. Yeah, like, wrap up. Seriously. Wrap up. Right. Yeah. Do not slide off another tackle. He slides off Please. of tackles in the backfield. He He's a he's a Pro Bowl player because he's, he's thought that he doesn't slide off. The second half of the year, he slid off at least six or seven of those. He's got to figure out a way to, if as he's running by, somehow hold on to the shoes, something. He's got to – he can't you, – if you're going to blitz and you're going to go at the quarterback as a safety, you have to get home. In this game, it's going to be absolutely crucial. Gregory F. says, Grant, thinking about starting a pot, any pointers? Yeah, curse a lot. <laughs> All the time. Just a lot of cursing. People like that. Smash 49 says, Paul Heyman jinxed us on Raw in Philadelphia. Said Eagles are going to get demolished and humiliated by Brock Purdy. Need you to reverse the jinx. I can't. You have to pay me. You can't just tell me what to do out here. I, I you know. <laughs> Alex, 10 bucks. Thanks a lot. Our show's over, though. The show is over. Thank you, uh, Larry. What do you got going on? Are you, are you streaming anymore tonight? Uh, not tonight. Not tonight. Okay. Tonight I'm going to go watch more film. Today's my Monday. I got to do some film breakdown. I want to watch. I want to watch a couple of these games. I want to watch Eagles Giants again. I yeah. want to watch the Niner game again. Uh, I did that with my dad today. I watched the condensed version. That game is over. Ten minutes. Fucking ten. Eagles minutes. Giants. Oh Giants. my god. How bad oh my god. Jones this week. Couldn't Daniel Jones. And, and the thing is, you'll watch. You'll watch that game and you'll be like, you know what? I really like Daniel Jones. He battled his ass off in that game. He had no chance. He was getting hit on every play. And you know what? The Eagles, who can't stop the run, apparently, with the exception of one long run that they gave it to Saquon Barkley, they did a really good job against Saquon Barkley. So something to look, something to watch when you watch that game. They gave up one but long run. The Giants' weapons are Bellinger, Richie James, who couldn't even get on the field for the 49ers. And, <laughs> Richie James uh, is, an, is a legend. Korean, uh, Hodgins, Isaiah Hodgins, who I like, but I mean – Hodgins, Richie James, and 
Daniel Bellinger are not oh, yeah. Kittle. Debo they're not. They're not the Niners. But isn't it cool to see Richie James and Matt Breida on the same team in 2023? It, it, in some ways, they were the Giants' gutsiest players. <laughs> Hell yeah! Now at the end, though, you'll see Richie James uh, drops a pass, a, a deep one that would have been a touchdown, but the game was over. Mikel says we won last year against the Eagles with porn star Jimmy in regulation. Why can't we do it again? Sure, we. Can. I'm not. No one's saying the Niners can't beat the Eagles, but they are a better team than they were last year. As are the Niners. Eli Mitchell needs first half carries. Here, here. Yeah, I'm totally it's, for that. It's interesting the two best rosters in the NFC side and hold on. It's interesting two best rosters on NFC side and two best quarterbacks in the league on AFC side. It's true. I think it's you're seeing different roster building strategies in the different um, conferences. It's all about the quarterback in the AFC. Alex says, I'm a Niners fan in Philly. I can't understand why Niner, why the Eagles are good. Can you help me understand? Well, their their team is freaking loaded, man. Loaded. Every position group. Howard Every Roseman position and group. John Lynch, neck Two and of the neck best. for executive of the year, right? I mean, when you, when you put like the Eagles and the Giants head up, like the Eagles were better at every position except running back. Every freaking position. I mean, they're a really good team, but the Niners are really good too. I don't even we'll know what, what the Eagles' weaknesses on offense. I, I really couldn't tell you. Yeah, on offense, on I, offense, I, they look really I, good. I mean, I don't see a, I don't see a weak spot on defense. I don't love their linebackers, but loaded front, loaded secondary, all yeah. kinds of playmakers, all kinds of power, all kinds of depth. Yeah, the Niners are going to have to play better than they've played all. It's if they win this game. It's not going to be like, oh, yeah, Eagles were frauds. It's going to be like, this was one of the most impressive wins in 49ers franchise history. So I'm looking forward to it. Kyle might pull it off. Brock might pull it off. We'll see what happens. Larry, thank I'm, you very much. Yeah, I'm eager to see, I'm eager to see the Niners on the road, Grant. I yep. kind of like the look of the 49ers on the road. I'm not sure why, but uh, now this is not your any road game. Tough environment for sure. But there's something about the 49ers going on the road. I liked it last year in the playoffs. I feel like they've got confidence more so than a lot of teams do on the road. I don't think they roll into Philly going, oh, my God, we got no shot. I think they no. roll in with a lot of confidence saying we can get this done. So no, they're an extremely confident team. So is yeah. Philly. It's going to be great. going to be good. Thanks, Larry. Good stuff, Thanks man. for watching, everyone. See ya. Someone says, 